0: on this week's program Raw mccallum is back for some box art who are the early oscar contenders and we preview a very different ces all this and more as we once again delve into the pop culture cosmos welcome to the pop culture cosmos And we're back with another episode of the Pop Culture Cosmos. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here at the Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do. Anything that you can to support us here at the Pop Culture Cosmos, it is truly appreciated. But it wouldn't be a pop culture cosmos without my good friend. He's our own Joshy Josh of Pop Culture Cosmos. You gotta check out what he's doing today at popculturecosmos.com. Also his great shows, Topic Ocalypse and the Super BS Games cast, plus his awesome book, which you can get right now at Amazon and Barnes Noble congratulations you suck it is my good friend
1: it is josh peterson what's up man what's going on man it's it's a white snowy day out here in texas and just getting used to different weather here you know in in comparison to california
0: or nevada so yeah that's uh or nevada or nevada or however you want to say it because we all say it differently out here but yeah all right yeah man great Thanks for throwing that at my face where it's a nice snowy white winter for you. As I told you before we went on the air, we've had like maybe like one half day of rain in over 250, almost 300 days. So yeah. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks for the burn, but it is going to be a great or, episode
1: or lack of burn because it's cold. Yeah. Right? Oh,
0: oh yes. I set you up for that when You hit it out of the park. But it is going to be a great episode we've got for you today. Rob McCallum is wreaking havoc and terrorizing the pop culture cosmos as only he can once again for some box art. As he goes ahead and talks about not only action figure adventure, which is now on Jinx TV in Canada, but also as well, his awesome new series, Video Game Box Art, The Stories Behind the Covers. That's Video Game Box Art, The Story Behind the Covers. That's out now on Amazon.com, so please check that out today. It's a great series, and that's now out for everyone. So he's going to be talking about that coming up in the show. In fact, it's a two-parter, so he's not only going to be on the front end, but he's also going to be on the back end of the show as well. And Josh and I are going to talk about, on the back end, about a very different CES 2021 that's going to happen this week. I am going to attend in a very different fashion because of what's going on with the world as it is and we're going to talk about some of the things that we're looking forward to and like I said kind of a different CES and how are they going to be able to pull it off on such a massive scale for this year but first my friend have you caught up on anything out there in pop culture in the past few days?
1: So I have not done a lot of catching up on things i have played assassin's creed valhalla quite a bit but other than that you know we we watched wonder woman 1984 i've kind of been like perusing the hbo max offerings did you ever see that movie underwater with kristen stewart i don't know
0: it was like a for instance a lower budget film but it's gotten her a little bit of acclaim for it and then she had some other performances during the course of the year that also have not revitalize her career per se but giving people better perspective on what's going on with her career going forward i think so that's a good sign for her
1: yeah i mean it's a pretty decent i'm about halfway through but it's a pretty decent movie so far i mean it, it really is like kind of reminds me of the abyss a little bit they're a little friendlier in that movie in this one they're like they're obviously hostile so it's trying to be like alien underwater and so far like it's working for me you know that is something that's been pretty cool to watch but you know other than that haven't really had a lot of time this week to sit down with anything what, what about you have you caught up on anything or watch anything
0: well i've been trying to catch up with star trek discovery i'm almost done with the episodes uh, i haven't been able to binge it as fast as i binged of course cobra kai cobra kai cobra kai but i've been able to catch up on a few episodes it's actually starting out now for me a little bit better than what i thought it was going to do uh, actually started out for me. I watched the first couple episodes when it when it came out, and it was all right. But it's actually turned out to be a lot better than what I thought it would be. And it seems to me that they put a great deal of energy. And I noticed, I think it was you that talked about this, who's not a big Star Trek fan, but the production values on each and every episode, they seem to put a lot of energy into it. And it's almost as if you're getting a little bit smaller scale version of the star trek movies per se because the way they pattern it the music the theme the the way they act the way it goes from an overarching start middle and end on every episode and the way they want to go ahead and try and make you feel it almost feels like they're star trek mini movies in a way and i'm not sure that's always a good thing but for the most part in this series it's been okay so far and i've enjoyed my time watching it and i'm almost finished with it but it, it's been a good season so far. I'm just sad to see that it's not getting the overall love, even though it's CBS All Access top show, but that's not saying a whole lot. And I know CBS All Access is going to be changing over to Paramount+. Plus. I just think that this show deserves a higher platform. But when it got onto CBS the first season, it was played on on CBS, the big CBS, during the fall. It didn't get the kind of response I was hoping to get. So I don't know if this will ever get viewed by enough eyes than it deserves.
1: Well, so to me, what overwhelms me about Star Trek, what I, okay, so let me start at what I really liked about the J.J. Abrams stuff is that like it started from the beginning, right? You got the whole story from the start. You got the origins of everybody with these new these cbs shows i know that like existing fans love that mythology but if you're trying to bring a bunch of new newer generation fans in it's gonna be hard yeah because there's so much mythology that it is just it's absolutely overwhelming to even think about like you know my uncle really really loves star trek he's telling me you gotta watch this so i've actually sat down and tried to watch a few episodes and like yeah, it's cool, but I don't understand it. And then I'm like, well, maybe I should go back and watch some of the old ones. And I just, I don't have the patience to sit there and watch the old Star Treks just so I understand the new ones.
0: I mean, I told you the other day about Cobra Kai and how good it was and that you really don't need to catch up on it until season three. Season three, you kind of do, especially if you've not seen number two or number three, as far as the movie's concerned, especially number three, and I hadn't. So there were some things in there I thought was totally fresh to me. I didn't understand was just a telling or an offshoot of what happened in number three, but that's easy to watch. I mean, you watch number two, number three, or at least you get a synopsis. You understand that real quick because they're cheesy stories and it's really just light watching. Or even if you just want to go ahead and catch up on YouTube or anything like that, it's really easy to do with Star Trek. It's a much deeper delve into, and, and I can understand that and, And again, if you're familiar with the Star Trek universe, I hope you give it a shot. Star Trek Discovery has been pretty good this season. I do recommend it, but it's not for everyone. And that's the disappointing point is that it'll never achieve the Star Wars universe, the kind of love I think it's deserving of. And it'll never reach the mass audience that, let's say, Star Wars has. I mean, because you and I have been ripping on Star Wars with as far as from a movie standpoint now for quite a bit. Because of the way that they ended up. So I don't know, man. With Star Wars, it's, it's always going to get the love for everyone. In fact, as we love Star Wars now, as I wear it on my hat, there's obviously some things of Star Wars that I truly enjoyed, some things that people have not been able to follow as far as the Star Trek universe is concerned, even with the good movies from the reboots that the Star Trek universe has had. It's never achieved the kind of love that Star Wars ever has. And I don't think it ever will, even if they do bring it back into a motion picture format with either the story as far as bringing back the crew with Chris Pine and and Zachary Quinto and all that, or if they bring on a new crew. I'm just not sure if it's ever going to amass the kind of success that Star Wars has.
1: Yeah, and if you think about it this way, too, Star Trek is, is a show that's a lot more mature than Star Wars is yeah
0: i agree with you on that so i am hoping that people will give a chance to star trek discovery but josh did you have any thoughts before we head on over to the oscar odds
1: like i said i I mean i I don't know if this will ever get listened to by someone who works on star trek who cares enough but like it would be really cool to have a star trek that was made for a, a literal new generation of people like that is something that i could probably get behind if i could start from the beginning.
0: What are your thoughts on the future of Star Trek? And also, have you caught Star Trek Discovery? Share us your thoughts, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. Well, before we get to Rob McCallum, I wanted to go ahead and drop this on you, Josh. I know I sent you over the link for Oscar odds. And I want you to go ahead with me. And I know we haven't seen many of these yet. And I plan to as it gets closer because I want to hear what Oscar has to say and Obviously, want to see some of these movies as well. And I mentioned some of them as far as these movies that I want to go ahead and check out. But Nomadland right now is the hot favorite. It's already starting to win some critical awards. That movie with Francis McDermott is already starting to become a favorite amongst Oscar voters per se. So I think that's probably the early leader in the clubhouse right now. Mank, which is a black and white film that's coming up as a second place right now as far as favorites are concerned. The trial of the Chicago Seven, I know we talked about last year at times, and Sasha Baron Cohen, his career is obviously taking off into even a higher level with the success of Borat 2, but with a critical success for acting wise, that could be on the way for him and many others in the trial of the Chicago 7. The one I really wanted to talk about is Malcolm and Marie. And the reason why I want to say is, first off, I'm not even sure if it's eligible, but I guess it is going to be eligible. Maybe it's because it it debuted at the Toronto Film Festival. I'm not sure how that works, but with Malcolm and Marie, I don't know if you saw it, and I dropped the link for the trailer on the Pop Culture Cosmos Facebook page the other day. It's not come out yet to Netflix until early February, but it stars two of the hottest actors and actresses in Hollywood, in Zendaya, and John David Washington, who you know I really have thought of as a budding superstar. And, and obviously he's the star of Tenet, which is one of the highest grossing movies of last year, even though you and I know in a normal arena, it could have earned quite a bit more. But yeah, these two, they filmed it, I believe, during the COVID isolation it's a two person movie after an award show, him and his wife evaluating their relationship. But it's going to be one of those things where both are going to be getting some Oscar nomination consideration because of the fact that they are looking to be so good at it. I've seen some scenes already and it really looks good Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, The Five Bloods, News of the World, Judas and the Black Messiah, The Midnight Sky. I think The Midnight Sky is the one that surprises me the most because even though it is George Clooney's directorial movie and you know everybody loves George Clooney and all that, it's not gotten kind of critical love that I've, I've heard. I've not heard great things about it. I've heard some pretty good things from our good friend Marcus de la Garza about it, but outside of that, haven't heard a whole lot more about that as far as from critics, so Kind of surprised that's up there on Oscar Odds. So I think, like you and I had talked about previously, this is going to be a much different year for films and how it's being presented and obviously how it's being awarded as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I again, like I'm curious, like how things are going to be modified. Are there going to be different award categories? You know, this is actually reminding me. Like, I saw the Green Knight is listed on there. That was one that I actually really wanted to watch. So, I mean, I, I kind of forgot that that was out there because of all the COVID stuff. So, yeah, I think we're going to get a lot of like really outside the box films here, and I'm kind of excited to watch a lot of these. I know that Hillbilly is out there. What surprises me too, I'm looking at this list, Hillbilly There's a lot of like streaming only stuff on here, and you know that that's something that they've been like hesitant to put into these awards before. So I wonder if just the lack of films are really opening up the doors for a lot of these types of movies.
0: I'm pretty sure that's the case. I mean, they're going ahead and throwing out any quality movie that's out there. Hillbilly Elegy is something that's very eclectic. I mean, it's very divisive. Critics, from what I'm reading, either loving it or absolutely cannot stand this movie. It's been on several worst of lists and also several best of lists at the same time. So.
1: yeah my, my brother keeps recommending it to me he says it's really good but i mean i don't really know a lot about the background of the movie so i'll have to do some research first
0: absolutely but minari which i talked about before steven young from the walking dead he's a part of it so yeah that's something that i want to also check out is minari i've heard a lot of great things about that one but you said the green knight i know there's a few others as well but Again, there's going to be something that a lot of people are want to be checking out. But yeah, those are some of the early Oscar contenders right now. But we want to hear your thoughts on who you are looking at as being an Oscar contender. So please let us know, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. Well, coming up next, it is Rob McCallum, the award-winning director of not only the great shows that are out there that he's done including action figure adventure which is now available on jinx tv but also as well video game box art the stories behind the covers i talked to him at length about what's going on with video game box art and also as well action figure adventure and everything that he's up to right now and we talked to him coming up next this is the pop culture cosmos For the latest news and information, analysis, and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hey, and we're back. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. And oh, no, my life is saved now that I'm on with my next guest. He has frequently terrorized my life in so many ways. That's right, right there for you. But he is the award-winning director of many features out there. You got to catch on zerocoolfilms.com, including his latest projects, Action, Figure, Adventure, which is now available on Jinx TV in Canada and hopefully eventually worldwide. Maybe he'll have some news on that. Plus, also as well, docu-series right there for you coming up that I really and truly can relate to as well. That's Video Game Box Art, the stories behind the covers. That's available now on Amazon.com. At least, you know, when I last I checked, it was still available. You haven't broken Amazon yet, have you? Was this where I'm supposed to talk? I wasn't sure when I was allowed to participate. Oh, see, there you go. Terrorizing me once again, right there for you. (laughs) It is the man behind action figure adventure and also video game box art, the stories behind the covers. It is my good friend. Indeed. It is Rob McCallum and Rob always great to have you back on. I love our banter back and forth. Witty partay, even though it's usually on your side, but I appreciate you coming back. Nonetheless,
2: the barbs are always fresh and deep. It's great to be back once again. Thanks for taking the time to promote, uh, Well, you mentioned a few projects, Action Figure Adventure, we'll get to. And of course, Video Game Box Art, the stories behind the covers, the official title of the doc series that explores the cover art and key art of the world's most iconic video games. It's now out. And like you said, you can buy it on Amazon. You can buy it via Apple. You can buy it via Vimeo. There's a a plethora of links out there and places in which you can now check this content out.
0: It is video game box art, so hopefully everyone will be able to check that out. Got a chance to check out the series already, and I'm truly thankful for it. And I thank you uh for allowing me the opportunity to go ahead and check it out so I could
1: have you're welcome. Somewhat,
0: somewhat of an idea. What, of what can I about. say fair except you're welcome? Fair enough. Fair enough. For the Indeed, films is. I let you watch. Oh, I appreciate it nonetheless. So it is the man indeed, but I want to ask first, obviously, video game box art is something that you definitely want to talk about, but first mm-hmm. off, it is action figure adventure because it is the, I don't want to say mark it's on the marquee for Jinx TV, but it is obviously one of their highlighted shows and specials that they have currently running on Jinx TV in Canada. What's the reception been like, man? I'm sure, from what I've seen on social media, it's been great, but I know there's been a lot of people personally thanking you and appreciating your work as far as action figure adventure is concerned. It's
2: been going over, you know, very well. Thankfully um, we've had, you know, a couple hundred backers via Kickstarter from around the world that have been, you know, just eating it up every week. We didn't drop it all at once on Kickstarter. We've been doling it out week by week, a few weeks ahead of our broadcast in Canada that you mentioned, just so that they get kind of the first glimpse. We always like to reward our uh, first believers, and in this case, our Kickstarter backers. And I get messages every time we release a new episode that like, oh, I can't believe this happened. Why did you leave it on a cliffhanger? I can't wait for next week's episode. And people are building rituals like, oh, I wait for Saturday morning. So I'm alone and I get up before the family does and I just go down to my room with my collection and I sit there and I watch it and I just get into it. So it's, it's been really cool to connect with people on the broadcast side in Canada. It's gone over extremely well extremely well. Jinx Esports TV is, uh, as the name suggests, very much into the esports world and very video game driven. They've picked up video game box art from us. They've picked up Nintendo Quest and the Power Tour from us as well. Uh, So this was a bit of a stretch given that it's action figures and toy culture. But like I said to them, you know, it's their pop culture cousins. They're all in the same sphere. It's all about, you know, the passion of the things that we love and the representations, be it games or toys. Uh, And they went for it. They put it on and it's going over very, very well from everything that I've heard. And that's been communicated my way and they're very excited for it. And who knows what the future will hold for action figure adventure? Will there be another season? Won't there be another season? Time will tell. But if you do want to see it and you weren't lucky enough to be a backer on our Kickstarter campaign and you don't live in Canada. Well, there's a few things you can do. Netflix has this cool little feature in which you can request titles. If you Google Netflix, request a title, a page will come up. It'll ask for three suggestions. And in those fields, you can type action figure adventure. Now, uh, Hulu has similar ways to request stuff. And I believe Amazon Prime does as well. Or if you have a a favorite specialty channel, reach out to them. Say, hey, I want to check out action figure adventure. I've been hearing some great things about this amazing collector on this cross-country quest going out to front the cash to build the ultimate action figure auction and the proceeds in turn go to help critically ill and and terminally ill children. It's a good mission, good stuff we talked about, and a lot of fun, like all our road trip movies. So if you want to check that out, just hit up who, whatever TV, service, channel, whatever you watch, you let them know that you want to check out action figure adventure. The momentum that we've gained Gerald in releasing just in Canada and watching all the collectors in the U.S. squirm as they're desperate to take a glimpse at action figure adventure is really working for us. Now, we don't want to deprive them of the series, of course, but that momentum is paying off in spades for
0: us. Oh, of course. You know, you can't have that, can you? You yeah. know, Gosh, <laughs> God forbid that would happen. But it's been going so far so well. I did get a chance to see the the series in advance, and it was named as one of the best tv shows tv series of 2020 uh, in my opinion so congratulations well, remind on that. us again why you think
2: it's one of the best tv series of 2020
0: and just because
2: that's just screen. you being kind like seriously that's up against a lot of big tv things that happen there's the mandalorian mm-hmm. there's cobra
0: kai i think had a season no no but that 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 oh, okay on, that then that would have pushed first, action
2: figure 20. adventure out of the top 10.
0: That dropped on t- 2021. So oh, okay, okay. Yes, you skated by just barely. Skated by. Whew, just made it under the wire. Yes, just made it under the wire, but it is the thrill of the chase, the thrill of just going out and finding out exactly what can Jay get, what is he going to go ahead and choose, what are the best options, and how he gets you involved as well, you know, as far as various points in time through your interactions within each other and And how sometimes the pressure goes upon you. The feedback he gets and things of that nature. and The banter that you have back and forth. uh, It reminds a lot of people, including myself, of your interactions in Nintendo Quest. And obviously, again, it comes down to the thrill of trying to find those perfect action figures that will go ahead and fetch a good price at auction for the special charity in mind. So... I really think that the way you guys set it up was uh, very admirable, and I did enjoy my time watching action figure adventure. Great.
2: Well, thank you so much for those kind words. What did you think about video game box art? Since we're
0: soliciting all your feedback at this point, how plug that show, brother. Well, video game box art is also a series. You can check that out on Amazon right now. And I'll tell you what, it's, it's good. Uh, of course, I really enjoyed some of the later episodes, especially the ones that I'm most familiar with, with the mm. people in my life that I'm most familiar with, i.e. your co-producers in crime out there. And I want to give a big shout out to Retro City Games and also as well, Nicole Galgasián, and of course, Douglas Hoyewoo. I hope the family's okay. Hope the family's safe. I know that they're very busy at this point in time, not only running the stores, but also two kids that they have. It's Newborns, per se, so they've been very busy in the Galgazian Hoiwu household, but again, their, their parts in this uh, I truly welcome, but also going back through time to see all the video game box art that was so influential over the course of not only your life, but my life, uh, it was just truly enjoyable to watch. I enjoyed it. I I had a good time watching it uh, and definitely something that I do recommend out there to people that are checking out things on Amazon. Yeah,
2: it's been kind of crazy because we funded VGBA, Video Game Box Art, in 2016, I think. Yeah, I remember. It went live and we uh, were set to deliver late 2018. So we've got that kind of two-year window through production and, and finishing and it went to kickstarter backers for a while it was picked up in canada and we just just been shopping it for a while and you know the powers that be connected us with the nacelle company who of course were behind the toys that made us and yeah. they also did a doc on d and d art as well called eye of the beholder so there was just this synergy with their love for artwork in these pop culture brands and i had something ready to kind of go and now it's out there and people are like oh my god this is so awesome I'm so glad that this new show set And to me, it feels like kind of like a long time ago because it had been done for a few years at this point, Yeah, uh, but it, it's cool to revisit it through fresh eyes of everybody else, you know, whether they're learning about Sonic art or Mega Man or the process or seeing what some of these original illustrations look like without any of like the graphic text on it, like to see some of these original prints is just, it's pretty crazy. It changed me as a collector to see some of that stuff in person fulfillment film it.
0: And it was interesting to see what the original inspiration for you was at the very Mm. end of the series and how well it translated to an audience. If there was going to be any interest into it or there was going to be just maybe some passive uh, just uh, remembrance of it. But in the end, it worked out very well for both you and also as well, Nicole and Doug. Obviously, you found the inspiration to go ahead for Video Game Box Heart. But also as well, they got a chance to go ahead and showcase some of the things that they had recovered. And a part of video game history is now remembered and also appreciated. And you understand exactly how much it's appreciated at the very end of the series.
2: Well, and I got to give them full credit for believing in me. And really, they had only seen it. They believed with. in you? I know. I twisted their arm. I probably blackmailed them with some something that I'm not allowed to discuss. But they believed in me they took a leap of faith and they said you know what we believe in you that you can get this out there and we we basically formed a partnership and said okay let's do this what do you need from us and i turned them into pseudo filmmaker producers kind of overnight and as we kind of hit the ground running they were learning a lot and they were along for the ride doing as much as they possibly can with you know in the scope of their abilities while running a game store and now two game stores and now with two kids so it's been, it's been hugely helpful to have them on board to, to get the series kind of done from the beginning. But yeah, they said, isn't this crazy that we have all this in development kind of paperwork and artwork for these games? We're like, well, who did all this? And we couldn't figure that out. And then the bigger question was, well, who does any of the artwork for any of the games that we love? And there was just little pockets of the Internet that kind of discussed this, but nothing in any huge detail. There were a few books that looked at very specific consoles or very specific franchises, but nothing that tried to cover a little bit of everything and really weave it together as a story. So we were going to set out to do a feature length version with this, uh, taking inspiration from what Doug and Nicole had received, try to solve that mystery we're well, plugging in all the gaps of history and putting it together for the viewer. Ninety minutes was not going to do that justice with the amount of people that we kind of found and got on board in terms of illustrators and and people in the industry. So we said, you know what, we got to do a, a six-episode series, and we'll see what happens. And while we started editing, it's like, you know what, we got just enough room for two more episodes to put in there to make it an eight-episode thing because there's still stuff that we wanted to share. Why throw away content when we can put stuff out there? So that's what we did. And that's what seven and eight are a little bit more of the extra tidbits, revisiting some familiar faces and seeing some other cool things that are, that are there, which is, you know, really cool. I'm glad that nothing kind of got wasted. It's, it's all, it's all good stuff. And we, we take you from the very beginning of Fairchild with the very first console, like cartridge based games that needed art because it was something. And they did a numbering system all the way to how physical, Boxes aren't always the case for releases, and they kind of look at more as key art instead of box art or cover art. So, what is that iconic image that can be repurposed a number of times? So, it's uh, it's been quite the evolution, and talking to people all along the way has been really cool. So, when people sit down and watch us, they get a they get a nice snapshot of what how how the industry has evolved from its infancy to its now you know billion dollar conglomerate empire that everybody's connected to in some way.
0: You should just be able to get an award for getting that Cole Galgazian on screen.
2: Well, it was uh <laughs> she it was kind of part of the deal. It's always hard for me, let's just put it that way. It was part of the deal. Okay, fair enough. Video game box art, the stories behind the covers, in which we talk to the illustrators and artists who are responsible for gaming's most iconic images. Don't forget to check out Video Game Box Art, the stories behind the covers, celebrating gaming's most iconic images from the people who created them. This and many more from Rob McCallum Films.
0: But it is Video Game Box Art. It's available now on Amazon.com for your viewing pleasure. It is something I definitely recommend. If you want to go ahead and check it out, it covers basically the whole genre of the video game industry and it covers so many facets of that industry obviously for me it's something that goes back decades and how influential at the time early on especially with the atari generation for me how influential video game box art was how fascinating as a kid go to the different department stores and toy stores and see the different video games and decide which one do i want Uh, my you know i'm asked my parents uh, if i had some extra money which one I want. And a lot of the, I guess, impressions and influence was based off of the video game cover art that was there. And you just don't have as much of that these days, I think. And that's something I want to talk to you about here in a second. I mean, over the course of the years, Nintendo, Sonic, like you mentioned throughout the years with the Genesis, with the Nintendo systems, with the early systems, even early on of the PlayStation era and Xbox era, you had a very influential box art that allowed for a lot of people PCs as far especially in the 90s PC gaming and you cover that with Doom 2 which is one of my and favorites. Diablo 2 and Diablo 2 with two more influential covers that are out there it's not as much these days because as was mentioned during the course of the series you did touch on that subject as far as now we have so much of a more of impression in the video game world with downloads and maybe something is lost when it comes to video game box art do you see that as far as it's concerned or how can video game box art evolve to be able to be just as effective in 2021
2: well there's still clearly a desire for it i like to make the correlation to vinyl you know vinyl audio files out there are obsessed with it and they'll wait for record store day to come around and hunt down their favorite releases that's done by their bands or, or singer songwriters and get that kind of special release. There's places like limited run games that really believe in the physical product of the game because if we love the game, and we're gonna put this much time into it. It's worth having it in reality, not in the ether that could disappear forever. If the code gets lost, if it gets damaged, a hard drive, you know, ships and breaks, or we don't have the technology to read it anymore, it's gone forever. When we get to hang on to something, you know, it's that touchstone. It's that little piece of treasure that we can kind of always carry with us. And we form a connection with it. It's a touchstone. It's a, it, it speaks to us. It's a part of us at that point. So I think it's important that we continue to have these, these physical representations of the things that we love. And we're getting it a little bit more now with the collector's edition that, you know, GameStop will release. It'll have the statue in the book or some art or some prints that come with it or the figurines or the skins will come as part of the game as well. You'll get, you know, a book version of it or something like that. And, you know, they're all limited and that kind of drives up the hype as well. But I think it's important. I don't think it's enough just to have a digital image that goes out there and gets repurposed for all these storefronts and these banners. It's cool, but it's not enough. I think with the ease of digital creation now... We should be seeing more art we, there should be more campaigns about building this world and bringing people into these worlds, whether it's, you know, a sports game, like an NHL franchise from EA, or a Tomb Raider or a Final Fantasy, a World of Warcraft, I think it's important that you really showcase the experience and having the box is part of the experience tons of people we talked to said i'd get that game when i come home and even when i'm in the car i'm tearing off the cellophane looking at the box at all corners looking through the manual and then so by the time i get home and i pop that cart right into the to the NES and take it out and have to blow again and then pop it in you know i've already been like kind of programmed to what all this stuff is supposed to be and how all the pixels
0: are supposed to translate that's that's something that's lost i think nowadays That's a shame. I mean, you look directly behind me and you see mass effect, Uh, the, the box art on that is something that inspires a lot of people because it allows you and gives you an idea to say, you know what, you can be at the head of this, what's going on in the universe that's, that's behind you. And it just seems like there's not as much of that these days, as far as at least an impression of that. And that's maybe something, I hope that's not truly lost in the download age, and the age of everybody going ahead and and buying online and purchasing things online, because I don't fault that. I know a lot of people are collectors and and refuse to buy online. For me, it's a matter of practicality. Is it easier for me to get this, this product available at the store, or is it easier or more affordable to go ahead and download it? It all depends on the situation for me, but I understand that when I go to the marketplace of playstation xbox or nintendo unfortunately you don't get that same impression looking through jpegs that you once did looking through boxes for boxes because
2: it's not there there's no connection like there's literally a physical connection between two physical objects when you hold a video game box and there's a barrier that screen that you're looking at those jpegs on is that barrier it's it's an obstacle it's a hurdle so that art better be really compelling to pull you into it and chances are you're not going to buy it blindly just based on the art. It's going to be a testimonial, it's going to be the number of stars that it has, the reviews, word of mouth, the pre-campaign buzz that's going to get you to search out that game because I don't well, we all may have just randomly bought something based on the one-line description and and the reviews. I don't think many of us have bought anything based on the art because there is a ton of good art out there, but there is not a ton of
0: good games relative to the amount of art that we see that we could call good. Absolutely. But it is a great series indeed. It is my good friend, award winning director. And I love to put that award winning, but it takes a little bit more typing in there when you go ahead and put in the description. It is the man indeed, Mr. Rob McCallum. Check out everything that he's doing at ZeroCoolFilms.com, including two of his latest projects Action Figure Adventure, which is now currently showing on Jinx TV and also as well on Amazon.com. You just type in these words Video Game Box Art. It'll come right up because it is Video Game Box Art, the stories behind the covers. You got to check out that series today at Amazon.com. I want to ask you in Video Game Box Art, Sure. which of the conversations were your most favorite? I know you're going to say all of them, but there's got to be maybe one or two in particular that really touched you. First, Maybe it's just part of a game that you were looking at at the time when you were a kid or something that really impressed you at the time when you were younger. Just maybe one of those magic conversations that you had while filming the series
2: well obviously they're all special like you yeah. said they, they literally are all special you, you're asking me that and i'm thinking back to everybody that we kind of sat down and interviewed with I'm thinking okay that was cool for that person that was cool for that that moment so roger loveless we spent like four hours just hanging out and he showed me like every single video game cover he did and talked about all the little easter eggs that he hid in the covers that nobody but him would know about you know, he has son's initials and other things and in the way that he wanted it to look because he was inspired by this as a grown-up. It was cool. Michael Mantine, you know, having worked at Sunsoft as a designer and then, you know, art as well. And then, of course, doing Mutant League football, Mutant League hockey, and then revamping it with Mutant Football League, you know, years later. That was an incredible chat. Chatting with Brahm about Doom 2 and Diablo 2, and I was on camera for that one during that interview. That was really cool because he's an amazing artist illustrator and to really pick his brain in a very casual laid back interview awesome talking with tim Gervin who did all the type font and all the box kind of layouts for super nintendo and the later nes stuff he was the one that decided that you know instead of a portrait version for games like the NES was he were going to go landscape for super nintendo so that was the whole thing that he did and he showed us all these examples of these unfolded boxes For stuff like Earthbound and all these Game Boy ones and Mario paint that were like pristine, like created like 30 years ago, but had just been kept in an archive and you couldn't even bend them into shape without creasing them. So as a collector, it was really cool to see all that kind of stuff. Lots of people. uh, Janelle Jackies was was great talking about her time at Coleco and how they were supposed to be a sectars video game, which was going to be one of the very first original properties that Coleco did, but then they went bankrupt. It goes on and on. You know, Mark Erickson is great. We filmed with him twice. Of course, his Mega Man Two story, talking about Space Harrier, talking about his covers for GamePro. I'm going to keep going on until you stop me here, Gerald. You know, no, talking, keep going. Talking, talking with Dan Moresca and seeing, you know, probably a hundred plus different original video game prints in his basement and seeing them all framed and hearing his detective work to figure out who the artists were by looking at the JPEGs and just figuring it out and having some of the actual examples and then hunting those people down through agents and getting in contact with them so that he could actually purchase these one of one paintings. You know, those game boxes that collectors love. It's all about the condition. It's great, but those are all photocopies. They're all reproductions of the original things. Dan has one of one. That's it. And as a collector that instantly changed my mindset for the kind of stuff I wanted to go after. I looked at boxes after that and go, nah, eh, it's a replication. I don't need it. You know, it's not, it's not as important as having that one one So yeah, lots of cool people. Tom Dubois, who did all the Konami art, his blades of steel story is just fantastic. How he got in trouble with sports illustrated for maybe aping a, a well-known photograph uh, for the cover of blades of steel Talk here, I'm talking about all the Castlevania stuff that he did both for Genesis and Super Nintendo and then how it suddenly kind of dried up and how everybody kind of went through this weird funky thing by the mid 90s when Photoshop started to come in. And now we're not doing these, you know, fabulous, imaginative, illustrative covers anymore. Now we're just doing stuff that we can do in the computer, tweak it a little bit more. And we're going to go with maybe a logo or an icon that represents this whole universe and this brand like Quake or Doom or Mario or Zelda instead of actually having those paintings that we'd all come to know. So it was both mysterious and simpler, but not as evocative.
0: And it's a shame that it went towards that. But again, as as new technology enters the market space, I mean, it it just becomes a fascination. I know that in certain cases, we went back to it in the early 2000s. There's some great covers from that era. I know that you cover real briefly the stories behind some of the Bioshocks, especially the last Bioshock that was ever put mm-hmm. out. I think that's something that was very interesting to see. Like you said, when it comes down to it, modern video games and the video game era in this time and frame, it just, it's not the same If for video game box art at this point in time or yeah. video game cover art as a whole.
2: Yeah, it's... And you, you you bring up something that was the hardest part about making the series. And that series was the hardest one I've ever had to make of every single film or series I've ever made. Making video game box art, stories behind the covers was the biggest challenge because the subject matter was so big. Yeah. We had so many generations to cover and, and consoles and eras and PCs plus home, plus arcade, plus current stuff. Plus little facts that we knew about that would be remiss if we didn't talk about them. Plus special releases, like I mentioned, limited run games. You know, there's IM8Bit that has released a bunch of physical stuff as well that was previously digital. And, you know, just looking at uh, region releases, you know, how Mega Man 2 has different releases all over the world for their cover art. And so if you're in Europe, you kind of know it is this way. But if you're in North America, you know, it is this way and kind of bringing that all together and really showcasing all of this because you never know if you're going to get a second season when you do anything. So if you've got six to eight episodes, you've got to take the time and do it right the first time. So hopefully that you can do it again. But if you've got one shot, let's jam it all in there and get as much as we can. We even have book reviews about some of the different, you know, cover art stuff that's out there
0: yes you do indeed and it's really laid out for you very nicely and it is video game box art the stories behind the covers you got to go ahead and check it out today at amazon.com it's really a good watch and of course he's also got as well out there action figure adventure season one it looks like you're getting a lot of great responses is there anything coming down the line for Rob? Maybe there, maybe not more video game box art. Uh, I, I don't know, man. What's going on in your world? I know you're always <laughs> working on something. I know you got something on the back burner. I know you got something always generating and that, that that hamster is going always around in that habit trail of yours.
2: Yeah, there's always stuff happening. Uh, we're still working on our Mr. Dress Up documentary as well. The pandemic has made that difficult to... Uh, carry on but we're in a good spot with that and, and things are going to be happening soon with there we have another secret project we're hoping to announce soon uh, with a kickstarter campaign which will be fun again it's in the pop culture world as far as more vgba a second season anything is possible it's going to really depend on how season one does and if there's a demand for it As far as Action Figure Adventure Season 2, we know there is a demand for it. We would love to do a second season for sure. We do have sponsors interested in being a part of Season 2. And we know how we would have that series kind of roll out. It would be, again, culminating with a charity auction, which makes it a fun comparison to how Season 1 ends. Does he do better? Does he not do better? Jay in this case. But we want to take the adventure bigger. We don't know what the COVID restrictions are going to be like as this vaccine rolls out how long mask wearing and curfews are going to be in effect and what that's going to be like so we can kind of cover the same areas we did before we can go hopefully across canada and we've got the mother of all plans that would see us go kind of the four corners uh, of the us so north south east and west on each on each coast and uh, hit all the big spots there and tie it all together it's it's really going to depend on what happens in the world and how far we can go but we want a season two Certainly nothing official and a lot of work to get done to get it there. We still got to send discs out to our Kickstarter backers. So that'll and, be happening soon.
0: Well, the only thing I say is because there's got to be a lot of action figure lines on the on, left out, out there that you didn't get a chance to go ahead and touch upon during the course of series. Cause it seemed that's the only thing I'd say as far as is concerned, maybe it was a little focused uh, on, you know, just a few instead of branching it out. Cause I know you only wanted to keep it to a certain number for the auction. And maybe there's some more toy lines or action figure lines that you guys want to go ahead and delve and explore if there was a season two.
2: Well, for season one, what the way we kind of split the show up is following Jay's journey and we never know what he's going to come across. Mm -hmm. And so he decides without it being a spoiler that he's going to go after the big four plus star Wars. So masters of the universe, transformers, GI Joe, Ninja turtles and star Wars are the big five brands because those brands have the most fans worldwide so if he can get the coolest stuff within those brands he has a good shot at the auction so whatever he finds we kind of talk about along the way Mm -hmm. aside from jay's journey we have discussion topics that are kind of evergreen talking about action figure scale what it means to be an adult collector looking at action figure packaging looking at the role of a play set what kind of skills can we learn from playing with action figures so stuff that they piggyback off of what Jay's journey is doing, but it's not directly related. So I can't say that season two is going to look at stuff like Silverhawks or, or Mask or Centurions or Air Raiders or Power Rangers or Voltron, because Jay might not find them and they might not find them at a good price for us to take You know, a few seconds to, to divulge them. For the discussion topics, we're probably going to highlight a few things a little bit more specifically than a broad topic like scale. We'll probably look at some Holy Grail specifically and highlight a few from a bunch of different lines. That's kind of where some of the more obscure stuff might come in.
0: All right, well, there you go. I mean, that's the only thing I was like curious. I mean, there's when you're watching it, you're, wow, there's all these great lines out there and I hope they get a chance to go ahead and delve into it. And hopefully that will come about in season two or you have Jay running around for even a couple more seasons beyond that. You never know. Well, frankly, you know, it's not just
2: action figure adventure that we're working on. We're now working on the Jay and really? Rob Toy Show. Really? That's as well. you're
0: only, You would never be working on just one.
2: We're working on the Jay and Rob Toy Show. As you know, we're 12 episodes deep. It's our live broadcast we do every Monday night at 8.30 p.m. on our Facebook, on our Twitch, on our YouTube. You can check it out live or check all the archive stuff on our YouTube or on Apple Podcasts as well. It's a lot of fun. Right now, it's our live stream chat with Jay and I talking about fun stuff. We bring a lot of guests on, but with our Patreon community, who's growing week by week, we hope to do more and more so that we can do more mini documentaries. So if you want to learn about, you know, something crazy, like movie based figures that you didn't know about, we can do a little documentary on that. Jay might go out to a local store to see what he can find. What movie based figures can he, can he look at? And then let's talk about them. And you know, what can you do with them as a result? Some little mini action figure adventures as well.
0: I just think you like to go ahead and find different ways you can to torture your best friend me would i do that yes you would no in a heartbeat never yes you would yes you would of course you would i've known you too long my friend i've known you too long If that's part of the joy that you have that's part you, of my charm right my yes. torturous charm as they say well, no actually when you just go ahead and torture him through another series or whatnot oh so you just like to watch from
2: afar and cringe
0: no i usually laugh i usually laugh and you're like because, oh you know, so rob i know the banter between you two is a lot of fun i know you always enjoy working with him and any time you can go ahead and get him out of the house and out and about and laughing out just the road trips it's a powder
2: keg man he's just ready to blow it at any point
0: yes he is but i always love the road trip stories that you guys have and all the adventures that you guys go on but it is action figure adventure it is available right now streaming on jinx tv in canada so if you get that Hopefully, there'll be a, a day and date for the rest of the world on that. Yeah, I, I don't know
2: what it is just yet. I'm hoping Q1 2021, we will, we will see. Cross your fingers.
0: Well, I'm crossing them, my friend. I'm crossing. So everybody else will get to enjoy the wonders, Inspector of Action Figure Adventure, and to see if Jay did get to finish his mission, and how much did he get for the awesome charity that he obviously wanted this to go to, and all of his efforts to go to. So, hopefully, everybody will get a chance to enjoy that series. And of course, right now, they can enjoy from you video game box art, the stories behind the covers that's now available on Amazon.com. So, get it right now. In fact, you put a generous price on the first episode, just 99 cents, my friend, right? Oh,
2: well, I mean, it's not really me. It's my wonderful partners at the Nacelle Company. That's great to hear that they're teasing you with that first episode. A little taste. To get you sold for the whole cookie.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So hopefully everybody will get a chance to check that out. But Rob, as always, my friend, it's just been a great time speaking to you today. Uh, any last thoughts before we head on out, or anything you got up coming? Uh, and you know, well, you you never want to go ahead and show off what you got planned. So I don't even know no, why. But I, I would just love you for just people tees, to check your out major video game tees. box art. Check yeah. out
2: video game box art. Give it a whirl. By the time you're done through in that, going through that, hopefully, action figure adventure will be released worldwide so then you can check out that and in the interim you can check out nintendo quest you can check out missing mom both available on amazon as well and we just released kitty live at the london music hall the concert event 20 years in the making featuring multiple lineups from the heavy metal mavens themselves kitty gold selling a uh, heavy metal band from my hometown featuring my partner tanya candler morgan lander mercedes lander fallon bowman jeff phillips jennifer arroyo tara mcleod ivy jenkins it's you you got you gotta you gotta check it out
0: she still deals with you?
2: For now. We will see. It's a new year. I thought 2020 might bring all that to an end, but we survived so okay. far.
0: All right. So far. So far, indeed. But you can always follow him as well, at Rob McZob on the Twitter, plus also as well zero dot com has all the rob stuff.
2: com. I launched a new website. Baby, did you check that out yet? Did you check it? <sighs> You know, I even, can't keep up. I can't keep can't I, keep up. It's I, my I new playground.
0: shows, man. I run three shows. I'm busy. Wow. All right. I'm sorry.
2: Should we compare what your shows are in your timeline and then uh try to figure out what that got? RobMexob.com because you were doing Rob McCallum films, then you were in Zero Cool Films. So I just, you know what? RobMexob.com. Where do you want to find me? Rob McZob it's all oh my need gosh. I
0: just saw your face on robmxab.com. He's got that angry look out there, like you want to kill somebody. But there you go. See, right there, right there for you. He's showing it right there. But it does show off and showcase everything that he's doing, his recent projects, his projects that everybody knows from the past, and so much more. It is rob plus also zerocoolfilms.com. And also everything that he's doing today with video game box art, the stories behind the covers now on Amazon. And of course on Jinx TV action figure adventure. Da, da, dum Da, da, Indeed. But Rob, it's been great talking to you as always, my friend. Again, a big special shout out to Nicole and Doug retro city games. Hope everybody is well. Hope everybody is safe. We truly appreciate everything that you've done for both <laughs> Rob McZob and also myself here at pop culture cosmos. <sighs> But my friend, yes, I, I truly appreciate you bothering me once again. You miss yes. it. You miss uh, it. I, I kind of do. Yes. Well, where's a cinder block joke?
2: Well, I, got, I was going to say, I, I'm reorganizing my office a bit. As you watch every episode of the Jane Rob Toy Show on YouTube, you will see the background behind me populate in different ways. And this past week, I've moved my desk and so now it's on a bit of an angle this way. And I need some height for some of my furniture. So I'm hoping that you can hike up to Canada. Bring a couple cinder blocks and stroll them into my basement.
0: Oh, my gosh. always got to go with the cinder blocks. But it is, again, Rob McCallum. Please, it's check a metaphor out my-
2: for our friendship.
0: Yes, it is a metaphor now. I'm not sure I like that metaphor, but you know what? I'll hang with it for now. But as long as you and I keep talking, you and I keep seeing each other, it's always good, my friend. And it's always great to see you. It is, again, Rob McCallum. you got to go ahead and check out everything that he's doing today. In fact, one easy place to go to start, robmczob.com. It's the starting point, right?
2: (laughs) Or the ending point. It's all the same.
0: Well, when they see that face, I don't know. They might scare them. No, that'll welcome them in. That's the warm warrior
2: face. Okay.
0: But it is Rob McCallum. I truly appreciate all your time, my friend. It's always great to have you a part of the pop culture. Cosmos.
2: If you need your video game fix, be sure to check out Retro City Games. Located in Town Square on Las Vegas Boulevard or in Henderson, Nevada, Retro City Games has the cure for all your video game vices. Retro games and games for current consoles, Nintendo, Sega, PlayStation, Xbox, and more. Retro City Games has all the staples from any library and some highly collectible offerings too. So pick up a few games today at Retro City Games in Town Square on Las Vegas Boulevard or in Henderson, Nevada. Retro City Games is your video game game metropolis
0: and we're about to close out the show. This is the pop culture cosmos thanks so much to our good friend rob mccallum for being on the show once again today always love it when he terrorizes us at, here at the pop culture cosmos as only he can but also looking forward to dropping more of his shows with jay and rob the jay and rob show here on the channel as well coming up in the future But before we hand on out, my friend, I wanted to go ahead and preview a very different CES this year. And I'm just going to be honest with you, Josh, I mean, I've already attended quite a few virtual shows already. I've just stopped by TechFluence the other day and got to see a lot of what other vendors have, but this is CES, which is usually one of the two or three largest scale productions as far as vendors are concerned in north america not not to mention the world i mean usually over a hundred thousand people one hundred fifty thousand people attend this event each and every year i am kind of concerned as far as the massive scale of vendors and how that's going to be treated and such because this is going to be altogether different i want to hear your thoughts on CES and how different it's going to be for you as a viewer this year or the news coming out of it per se.
1: Okay. So CES is one of those shows for me where like I'm someone who gets my news from it online. You know, I'm the I I check the updates, I'll surf the internet, whether I'm getting that news through like TechCrunch or IGN or Forbes or wherever it's coming from. Like that's that's how I get my news from it. So I'm not on the ground floor like you are that being said i think you know this kind of caters better to a lot of people outside the media industry because they're all going to be at home anyways and they're going to be sitting behind their computers reading about all this stuff before is all behind closed doors demonstrations if i remember your words correctly
0: or they would have a booth where they would show their latest and greatest stuff and you would walk in there and you'd take a look around you see all the cool stuff You know, if you go to some of the larger places like Sony or Samsung or whatnot, you walk in there and you see everything that they're going to have or that they currently have out there and some of the things that they even have on the way. But you wouldn't see too many prototypes up close. You would always have to see it, like you said, in a special presentation. So it's going to be very interesting, to say the least. I'm hoping to go ahead and report to you either later this week on the PCC Multiverse or with Josh. On Pop Culture Cosmos, what I saw and what I interacted with at CES. So hopefully I could bring that to you. But we want to hear your thoughts on what you are excited for for CES in an altogether different fashion. Share your thoughts, PopCultureCosmos at yahoo.com. Well, my friend, it's been a great episode. But before we head on out, I wanted to go ahead and mention that you and I next week will be able to report on WandaVision which is going to be so awesome. It'll be the first real Marvel test for us in quite some time. As we head back into the MCU, you getting excited about heading back into the MCU?
1: Uh, Yeah. I mean, more or less, I know there's another Marvel thing releases past week. that I haven't had the chance to watch yet, but uh... it's,
0: it's just a glorified commercial. Basically it's clipped together scenes from the movies, which if you are an MCU fan, you've already seen, it's just a refresher of both wanda maximoff and then of course vision they each have their own separate one they last about 10 to 15 minutes okay. and it's nothing but clipped together pieces from the movies so
1: okay. if you've
0: seen them you're not missing much all right well yeah i mean i'm excited to go back it's
1: been long enough
0: it's been long enough indeed and i'm looking forward to it but out there just stay safe and we truly appreciate you checking in with us again right here at the pop culture cosmos so for josh peterson this is gerald glassford it's another beautiful day in paradise right here in the pop culture cosmos we thank you for listening and here's hoping you have yourself a great